It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic wherever you might be. Plenty to get to ahead on this edition of Locked On Cougars. We're going to talk some recruiting, BYU camps in full swing down there in Provo. High-profile athletes going to be there over the next two weeks. I'm sure offers will be coming. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the recruiting world for the BYU football program. We'll also look back in BYU football history, talking about 1960 for the BYU football program. How did things go for Tally Stevens in his second and final year as head coach? We'll break that down. And of course, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including some postseason awards going out to the track and field teams as they head to the national championships this week. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our partners over at the Locked On Podcast Network, and in particular, the Locked On College Football Channel. We have five specific shows which are dedicated to the Power Five conferences. If you have an interest in the SEC, the Big 12, ACC, Big 10, or even the Pac-12, well, we have a podcast just for you. You can search it out just like you search this one out on the podcast provider of your choice. So without further ado, let's dive in on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 8th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. If you have not done so already, just another shameless plug for you guys to make sure you hit that follow button wherever you might be listening in from. And if you're new to the show, welcome on in. We are the only daily podcast focused on the BYU athletics programs, football and basketball in particular, but we cover it all. We talk about all the sports in the BYU. BYU Athletic Department and hope you guys will join us every single day as we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about each day. And by extension, we want to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. All right, getting going here on a Tuesday. Let's talk a little bit about recruiting for the BYU football program. We talked about it last week. June 1st was finally the end of the dead period. It existed for over 15 months, if I'm not mistaken, where college football coaches are not allowed 
allowed to go out and recruit athletes in person. And also athletes were not available or not allowed, not available. They were not allowed to visit college campuses to see what was going on. So these recruiting classes, the last one in 2021, this next one in 2022, there's going to be certain athletes, in my opinion, who will have not actually been on the campus they signed with potentially in months, if not years. It's just crazy to think about, but that's kind of been the reality with the COVID-19 pandemic ongoing. Well, the good news is that dead period is over and BYU is diving in with football camps that began yesterday. They'll be continuing on the campus of BYU over the majority of the next two weeks. And I can tell you this much based on what I'm hearing, there are a lot of big time athletes who will be making their appearances or being there for the camps, getting their abilities shown to BYU coaches in person. And I'm going to guess over the next two weeks on this podcast, we're going to talk about some offers going out to some athletes who you probably have been wondering if they're going to get an offer. Well, you know what? A lot of coaches, especially BYU, they like to not withdraw, but reserve scholarship offers until they see guys in person. Of course, there are athletes out there who it's very evident on film that, okay, that's a dude and we're going to offer him. But there are a lot of other guys that you have questions about. You say, okay, this film looks good, but I just have a question. When they get on the field at a camp like this, this is when BYU's coaches are able to have their quote unquote hands on moment and let these guys show what they can do. So some of the bigger names out there that I've heard and be at this include Isaiah Moa, who funny enough is a commit to the University of Utah. His dad is Ben Moa, the former Utah standout tight end. I'm hearing that he'll be in camp down there in Provo checking things out. Waylon Lapuaho, George Miley, two big offensive lineman prospects from Bingham High School. Uh, guys like Vaisoi Fua just up the road at Timview High School. Joe Brown from Lone Peak, an offensive lineman that I think is starting to blow up. He's the younger brother of former BYU center Terrence Brown. If you remember uh, Terrence, he was a 350-pound mauler at center for BYU during his time. Well, Joe Brown is continuing on the family legacy there. I have watched him play at Lone Peak. Very impressed with him. He recently received offers from both Virginia and NC State, so he's starting to get Power 5 attention. Then other names that have uh, been filtering in, Braxton Feely, James Aloisio, I believe both of them are from Timview. I, I hear will be there. Cody Hagan from Corner Canyon High School, the speedster wide receiver that BYU would love to sign in this class. Maddox Madsen from American Fork High School, the quarterback extraordinaire. He's got an offer from New Mexico and obviously trying to show what he can do to his hometown club just up the road there in Provo. There'll also be guys from the younger classes. We're talking 2023 and 2024. Guys like McKay Hillstead from Sky Ridge High School, who I believe might be the best pure athlete on the football field this coming season in Utah High School football. He's absolutely incredible. Crew McChesney, also of Lone Peak High School, his older brothers, both Jackson and Austin McChesney, have been members of the BYU football program. Also, Spencer Fanot, younger brother of Logan Fanot, who signed with BYU in this past recruiting class. He's from Timview High School, another guy to keep an eye on. So it's going to be a very, very busy time for BYU, but the good news is you can expect to hear some scholarship offers being announced on Twitter by these young men as they get to work out for BYU coaches and 
should be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. I think BYU's got a lot of plans to offer quite a few of these guys during this period because, as I mentioned, these coaches, they very much want to see these guys in person, get to see them, evaluate them with their own eyes, and then make that determination of, okay, yeah, this guy's worthy of a scholarship offer. Let's go ahead and offer it now. Or, you know what, we'll hold off for a little while longer and maybe see if we can get him as a preferred walk-on or something to that effect. Also, two guys I need to mention, and this comes uh, via Cougs Daily, the great work that the guys over there at Sports Illustrated site for BYU do. They actually had two unofficial visitors last week, speaking of the BYU football program, and one of them actually caught my attention just looking at his film, and I'm not sure what to make of this because it makes me wonder, okay, is this an offer that BYU is serious about, or are they considering him as kind of a backup? And that's a kid by the name of Tyler Little. Tyler Little uh, plays at Butte College out there in Northern California. Uh, The most famous alum out of Butte College, in my opinion, and probably I'm right about this, is Aaron Rodgers. Of course, the Green Bay Packers extraordinaire uh, Hall of Fame quarterback upcoming has won a Super Bowl. Well, Tyler Little currently is playing out there at Butte College, but has a very interesting background. He had not played football since 8th grade. He is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He said a good friend from high school actually talked him into playing football, but he had not played since 8th grade. He got there to Butte College, tried out as a six foot six offensive tackle. His background is actually in basketball. He had aspirations of playing collegiately in hoops, but has decided to give football a try and his skill set he doesn't necessarily look all that polished at offensive line in the limited film that I saw of him on his huddle highlights but you can tell there's some building blocks to work with. He's still very skinny at 6'6". I would be surprised if he weighs in more than 270 pounds based on the film I saw. He still looks very skinny and likely will need to hit the weight room, but it's a very intriguing prospect. Uh, Speaking of Tyler Little, uh, according to what Casey Lundquist wrote, he's actually going to be a guy who would be a late addition to the 2021 recruiting cycle, would come in and compete right away for playing time, be part of BYU's fall camp later on this summer, but a a very interesting prospect in his own right. And a name I mentioned earlier was the other unofficial visitor last week, Lo- uh, not Logan Fanot, Spencer Fanot, the younger brother of Logan Fanot from Timview High School. Uh, Spencer's a little different than Logan. Logan's a pure pass rushing specialist. Well, Spencer Fanot is going to be an offensive lineman, and he's got this frame, folks, to be an absolute monster along the offensive line. So cool to see BYU already getting guys on campus through these camps, also unofficial visitors, and of course, we'll have every Everything covered for you guys as we continue on in the lead up to uh, fall camp BYU media day where we're just over a week away from BYU football media day crazy to think about but we'll continue to break down everything that comes our way when it comes to your daily podcast right here on the locked on Cougars podcast all right coming up here in just a moment we will continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown we open a new decade 1960 dawns how will things go for the Cougars well some of you may know your history it did not go so great, but we'll talk about that coming up here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Rock Auto, folks. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything
everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and even the price points that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same pro- professionals, excuse me, and do-it-yourselfers or what I like to call a try-it-yourselfer. Why to spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Write Locked On or Locked On Cougars in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you guys. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Continuing on now with our Locked On Cougars look back at BYU football history. We're calling out our 100 seasons of BYU football. It's crazy to think, folks, we started this, what, two months ago in 1896, and today we turn the page into the 1960s. The 1960 football season dawned with Tally Stevens entering his second season as the head coach of the BYU football program. We talked about how it did not go so great for him in 1959 as he took over for Hal cop who had been fired or let go due to a rumored NCAA rules violation. Well, Tally Stevens was a, an assistant for Hal Cop for all three years that Cop was the head coach at BYU. And the thought, as I mentioned yesterday as well, was that he would get things back on the right foot. Well, you would have thought in 1959, having guys like John Capelle, a guy like LeGrand Young, having a senior and junior laden team would lead BYU to having success. Well, it didn't ultimately come to fruition that way. We talked about that yesterday and 1960 was quite possibly the worst thing that could happen to a second year head coach who was coming off a rough year and that is having a team that you're really re- rebuilding and this is still in the era by the way folks of guys coming off freshman football while a sophomore was the first year you were eligible to play for the varsity team and BYU's team in 1960 the vast majority of them were seniors they did have uh, some moments of brilliance during this season a guy like Bud Belknap was their starting quarterback he was a senior on this team but by and large was a very very young program and Tally Stevens paid the price as he had another losing season going just three and eight in his second and only uh, excuse me, only season but his second and final season as head coach of the BYU football program just was not the campaign he hoped for and he ultimately decided to step down from his job went into the sporting goods business and spent many many years having success in that realm but that three and eight record didn't come as Easily as you probably would have hoped for, speaking of BYU in 1960. But there is one notable name I want to talk about on today's show. We'll talk about how the season went overall, the campaign, the wins and losses here in a moment. But there is one name that is very synonymous with BYU football that most people will know that you need to know about with regards to this program. And that is the name of Eldon Forti, a graduate of Granite High School. Forti came to BYU as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And obviously, we'll talk here in a couple of days about his stellar 1962 campaign. But 
1960. He was just a sophomore on this team, played both quarterback as well as some running back, halfback for BYU, but did not have a big, big role on this team. As a quarterback, uh, completed five of 20 passes, so a grand total of 25% completion percentage for 107 yards and threw two interceptions. Quarterback rating of 49.9. That is not great, obviously, as two other quarterbacks, Brent Hancock and Bud Belknap, took most of the snaps there. But as I mentioned, he also did take some snaps as a halfback, running 27 times for 53 yards and one touchdown, a healthy average of 2.0 yards yards per carry average. Bud Belknap, funny enough, as a starting quarterback, ended up being BYU's leading rusher on the season with 241 yards and two touchdowns. He also had three touchdowns passing against eight interceptions. This was another year marked by BYU's inability to really score at a high clip, and it just did not work out for BYU. Plain and simple. Just talking about this, looking back through the records and whatnot, just was not that type of a year. But it set the framework a couple of years later later for what Eldon Forte would go on to be an All-American, a guy who really just stood out, ended up playing professional football for a short time, but ended up being just an all-time legend, the Phantom Forte. If you know that nickname, yeah, this is the guy, Eldon Forte, is who we're talking about. But the 1960 season just was something that you just couldn't have as a head coach. Speaking of Tally Stevens, who's already probably under the gun, obviously being linked to Hal Kopp, he had pressure on him and they have a disappointing season with a senior-laden team. Well, you better be able to rebuild on the fly, and that just did not happen in 1960. But the season opened up fine enough. BYU hosted Cal Poly, the Mustangs, in Provo at Cougar Stadium and absolutely routed Cal Poly 34-14 in front of 4,400 fans. But then they went on a three-game road trip where their offense just did not do them any favors. They went to San Jose State, lost 21-8, then played at Colorado State, losing 8-7, just an absolute grinder there in Fort Collins, and then finished up that road slate at it with a game at Utah at Ute Stadium and were shut out 17-0. The offense didn't show up. 21,079 fans were on hand for that game, but just did not work out. And then BYU came home to take on number 18 Arizona State for... Uh, not senior day for homecoming excuse me on October 15th well Sun Devils as I mentioned ranked number 18 in the country just absolutely trounced the Cougars 31 to nothing in front of 8,800 fans the biggest home crowd of the season if I'm not mistaken was that game BYU did bounce back the next week winning 7 to 6 in Missoula over Montana in front of 4,500 fans so that got them to 2 and 4 on the season then they went to Utah State and once again for the third time on the season were shut out 34 to nothing. Utah State in this season was absolutely marvelous. 9-2 overall, 6-1. If I'm not mistaken, this is the Utah State team that featured Merlin Olsen, like the Merlin Olsen, who was an absolute legend around these parts in the state of Utah. Yeah, that Utah State. Then BYU hosted New Mexico, lost 27-15, got their third win of the season the next week in Denver against the Pioneers, 19-6, and then finished off the year with back-to-back losses, hosting Wyoming, losing 30-6, there in Provo and then traveling to Hawaii on November 25th uh, Thanksgiving weekend the Cougars lost that game to the Rainbows 13-6 to cap off a disappointing season. BYU for their troubles finished in 6th place for the second straight year with an identical 2-5 record to what they had in 1959 in the Skyline Conference 3-8 overall the only two teams finishing worse than them were two teams well one of them they beat Denver
Denver, but Colorado State, their only win on the season in conference play, yes, over BYU 8-7. So just a season that BYU likely would be happy to forget. It did make way, as I mentioned, Tally Stevens is stepping out of the way, went 6-15 in his two short years at the helm of the BYU football program for Hal Mitchell to take over, and we'll talk about 1961 tomorrow. Eldon Fortai begins to emerge a little bit despite a really, really rough season for the Cougars in the Skyline Conference. We'll touch on that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. All right, coming up here in a minute, though, we will catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. We'll get to that here in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar. I absolutely love Built Bars. I don't know how many more times I can say it, but what I love about Built Bars is they have a varied taste to fit anybody's palate, and I mean that sincerely. They have nine delicious flavors that they call their base flavors. I'll run them down real quick for you. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's one that'll fit your palate. I believe that sincerely. And in addition to those nine base flavors, they often are offering what they call limited time flavors. I got my orange of bars last week. Like I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, we received a brand new flavor, by the way, grasshopper cookie, and it was absolutely divine folks incredible the best part about these bars is they taste like a candy bar you will never crave a protein bar until you have a built bar in my personal opinion you may disagree but that's just my personal opinion the best part about them high protein high fiber low calorie low sugar they're the perfect complement wherever you're at in your health journey you're trying to cut weight like me maintain weight but you also want to get that sweet fix indulge in a delicious treat do it with built bar go to builtbar.com place your order while you're there when you make that order use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your order you heard that right locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com take advantage of it now and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars all courtesy of built bar all state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere especially during march your eyes are on the road but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, folks, before we go here on a Tuesday, we want to talk a little about BYU track and field. But as I was reviewing my notes before opening this third and final segment of the podcast, I failed to note one notable player from the 1960 BYU football program that I wanted to highlight that I failed to just, I glossed over it looking over my notes that I had written up for the show. And that is I wanted to shout out Bruce Samples. He was a halfback for the BYU football program during the season. Played alongside Eldon Fortai as Fortai split time between quarterback and running back as we talked about. But Bruce Samples, according to BYU's Banyan, their yearbook they put out annually for the better part of 80 years, actually mentioned that Samples later became the nation's number one kickoff returner on the season in 1960. Unfortunately, despite my digging to see what the stats were, I just could not find the stats for it. I do know in the Utah game that BYU lost, he had both a 40 and a 45 yard kick return that, according to the newspaper article I read, read dazzled the crowd was the quote 
And if he did that on a regular basis, there's no reason to think that he absolutely wasn't the top returner in the college ranks that year. But Bruce Samples, I did want to give him a little bit of a shout out here on Locked On Cougars as part of that 1960 breakdown. All right. Now on to other business before we go here on a Tuesday. I got to say congratulations to the BYU men's and women's track and field athletes as well as coaches on receiving six total honors by the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. You know it better as USTFCCCA. You probably have been listening to this podcast way too long if you know that inside joke, but I appreciate all of you who've been listening that long sincerely. All right. Anyways, uh, this Cougar six combined awards marked the most earned by any NCAA division one program for the 2021 outdoor track and field season. BYU is followed by LSU had five NCANT with five Alabama with four and Ohio state, but with four who says BYU is not power five conference folks uh congratulations by the way first off to ed Stone. he was named mountain region coach of the year absolutely well deserved there connor mance was named men's track athlete of the year guy has a distance running machine absolutely phenomenal also cameron bates he was named mountain region men's field athlete of the year he has topped 229 feet eight inches in the javelin six times this year he is an absolutely incredible athlete he's qualified for the u.s olympic trials already as he heads to the NCAA championships this weekend. Congratulations to him. Kyle Grossarth, who is Mountain Region Men's Assistant Coach of the Year. He led seven entries into the sprint, hurdle, or relay group in the NCAA West preliminary round. Uh, All-Americans Michael Bluth, Colton Yardy, working under Kyle Grossarth. Congratulations to him. And then on the women's side of things, Whitney Orton, the All-American, just absolutely incredible. She was named Mountain Region Women's Track Athlete of the Year. And Diljit Taylor, who was the national coach of the year in track and field leading the BYU women's cross country program to a national title well she's got named mountain region women's assistant coach of the year very much well deserved on her part she has coached 22 athletes and 22 entries excuse me in distance events at the ncaa division one preliminary round diljeet taylor byu is lucky to have her as a coach she is an absolutely incredible coach and congratulations to her Uh, she is the first women's assistant coach to receive outdoor recognition since the USF TCCCA began presenting that award in 2007 so congratulations once again to her on those honors and all of the athletes and coaches all six of them getting those honors they will be participating in the NCAA championships beginning this excuse me tomorrow not this Thursday tomorrow up there at Hayward Field at the University of Oregon in Eugene. We'll be rooting the Cougars on, hoping that they can get some good showings. I believe 24 total entries into the NCAA championships. There's no reason to think that BYU absolutely can't make a run at a national title and hopefully have a very high finish regardless up there in Eugene. All right, that is going to do it for this Tuesday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. It's an absolute privilege to talk BYU sports with you guys on the daily. Make sure if you haven't done so already, follow the show on social media facebook instagram or twitter search out locked on cougars you can follow my personal twitter feed if you so desire at jacob c hatch and as always feel free to email us uh, comments concerns questions whatever you might have email the show locked on byu at gmail.com all right have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for june 8th 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow
At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.